1: Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans, and now here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, everyone? Getting into some Shenanigans with my little sis today, doing a special uh, drinking and podcasting. Hi, guys. Hey. So... I want to talk to you about anxiety and compartmentalizing and all of that on this episode. But before we do that and answer all of your questions, I wanted to give y'all a little update because I've been a little sad this week. Yeah. So, uh, Summer has decided to grow up and stop latching onto my boob. It is officially Been a week, and I'm so sad about it. But
0: tell them why, why did it happen?
1: (sighs) So, I posted last week and asked my moms if any of them had this happen, and I got a lot of responses. Summer's teething, she now has her two bottom teeth, they're Mm -hmm. so cute, but last week I was nursing her, and she just bit down, hard, it hurt. (laughs) I screamed. I didn't mean to, but, you know, when your nipple gets bit, that's just kind of the reaction. Mm -hmm. So I was like, ah! And all of a sudden, poor thing, she gets, like, so scared. I just see her, like, bottom lip drop, (laughs) and she was just like, I was like, it's okay, it's okay, and I, like, put her back on for a few, but I think I might have traumatized her. I feel like after that happened, she was just like, no, ma'am, I'm good.
0: Didn't you always say, though, that this is probably around the time that you're going to stop breastfeeding? I think the time has just come.
1: I know. And here's the thing. I'm like, did I manifest this? Yeah. Because I've said, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make the decision to stop breastfeeding because I have been beyond blessed with how easy that part of my journey has been. Obviously, I had a lot of complications in labor and whatnot, but I've been very blessed that breastfeeding has been an easy journey for me. So I'm like, I know so many moms who have had just such a hard time with it that I just feel so lucky that I've even been able to do this for seven months. I feel like I'm going to get emotional. But I'm like, because it's been so easy, how am I going to stop? Like, I don't want to wish to just dry up, but like, How am I going to know when to stop? Well,
0: that's why I feel like this is almost making it easier for you that Summer is making the decision for Mm -hmm. you. I think it's going to be such an easier transition with her already, like, weaning herself off rather than, like, forcing it on her because I know a lot of those responses on Instagram a lot of people are like, just keep offering it. Like, it'll start up again. I get how that could have... Like you'd probably do that if that was months ago, you know, she was a little bit younger, but maybe it's a good time to just like, I know. know. I
1: mean, I've hit my goal. My goal was six months, but I said, I really want to do it for a year. I couldn't really see past a year. I mean, when she's walking, if she's walking up to my boob, like I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's for me. But I wanted to provide breast milk for her for a year. So for the last week, I've just been a cow, just pumping. And I keep trying every day, every night. And she's just like, no, ma'am, I'm good. And I'm like, maybe I manifested this.
0: Wait, how long do babies drink milk for? Like, when do they just go all on food?
1: I don't know. But I know the first year is all of their nutrients come from breast milk.
0: Because I see the way that she looks at you when you're eating at a restaurant. And it looks like she wants food and food only. Oh,
1: totally.
0: (laughs) It's kind of sad. You're like (laughs) eating in front of her. And I think it's kind of (laughs) rude. I
1: know, right? She's like, can I have some? I mean, we do have her on solids now. She's getting food. We're trying different foods. We just gave her peanut butter the other day because we have to try the like allergen foods and also we're supposed to do some shellfish soon.
0: So what do you do if she does react? Like they prep you with that? No. Come (laughs) to think of it. (laughs) Here's your shellfish and your peanut butter baby. Right. It's like then what?
1: I don't know. Do they maybe just not have as severe of a reaction as babies? I don't know. Honestly the doctor didn't tell us. He just said that we need to try eggs like different dairy shellfish, peanuts, and, like, berries. Okay. So, um, yeah. I don't... <laughs> I think before we try another allergen food, I'm going to look that up because I just was assuming she would be fine. Yeah, and she like, was, thankfully. But, oh, my God, what would we have done if she had a reaction? Like, yeah, we know CPR. nine one one. We
0: don't have an EpiPen. Are EpiPens even safe for infants? Like, I Who don't know knows? what to do.
1: My first kid. I don't know. <laughs> That's been um, my week with the baby. It's been emotional because I'm like, there's just that bond. But then I'm like, I don't know, I guess she's just growing up. And a lot of the moms I... Posted and asked for questions said it could just be a phase, it could be teething, that she has to kind of, like, learn how to latch a different way when she has teeth. Well, I would think, imagine how weird
0: that is. Like, you're a baby, you yeah. just have gums, like, everything's been the same for, like, six months, and then all of a sudden you have these things growing in your mouth. Like, right? that'd be so confusing. I wouldn't know what to do either. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, a lot of moms said you scared her, and that's Well, don't why. blame yourself. I do though. Because it's her fault.
0: It, it was, um, what is it called? She didn't A know cause any better. Reaction?
1: I know, but like she was just, I don't know. So yeah. Anyways, that's been my week. It's It's been sad, but we have an exciting week coming up. We are going to Hawaii. So excited. About time. Well, you I went know. this
0: past year, but the last time I was in Hawaii was in December of 2019.
1: Okay, that was when we went with Brock. And that
0: was really the first time I had ever really hung out with Brock. I don't yeah. know if I've ever talked about this. No. But, like, I mean, that was, like, my big first impression of him because we were, like, finally hanging out together. We're all staying together. And I wasn't too sure what I thought about him because, like, I'm oh, the big personality. Like, yeah. Contrary to prior... Wait, what is it? Contrary to... Something belief. belief. Um, That's what I'm trying to say. You know the vibes.
1: Contrary to... Poppy popular belief? Popular belief. Contrary to popular (laughs) belief, like,
0: you would think she would be the big personality. I think I am the big personality. I
1: think we both are. We're just, we're very different. I'm the big nice personality, you're the big bitch personality. So when Brock came around, he's just such a big personality. I'm like, I
0: think there's a little bit of a battle here, like a little ego battle or Uh something. But then, in Hawaii, and this isn't something like anyone would normally do in Hawaii, we did an escape room. Do you remember this? Yes,
1: I do. And... And, uh, this is where we realized that I'm much more similar to your boyfriend and you're much more similar to mine. And that's when I realized, <laughs> oh, my God, Brock kind of gets on my nerves because
0: I am Brock. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I, I, I know Brock. how to deal with me, so I'll be able to deal with Brock. And now there's just so many things that Brock and I agree on that you and Justice, my boyfriend, agree totally. on. And it's just so funny. I was like, it was that escape room in Hawaii that me and Brock were like the doers and then you and Justice were like, the uh, sidekicks yeah key. i was like can
1: you just like tell me what to do like do i actually have to figure out this mathematical equation right now like it's just escape rooms not my thing and
0: just why did we do that in hawaii that was so random I have no <laughs> idea i think it was like really late And you know in maui it's kind of like a resort kind of like honeymoon spot that I think yeah clo- everything closes pretty early that we're like what should we do
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. I almost forgot about that. But, yeah, that was one of the first times you guys really, like, got to know each other. And
0: I think we escaped, right? It was, like, out of a prison cell.
1: We did. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to you and Brock. (laughs) No, Justice and I were just, like, chilling. I think I was, like, eating snacks at one point that I had in my backpack. I was like, I don't want to do this. You
0: guys would die in the scary movie. You guys would not escape. Oh,
1: for sure. (laughs) I would definitely be the damsel in distress just, like, dragging my half-dead body, like, across the fucking forest. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, so um so I thought was Hawaii. Yeah, I don't know if we'll do another escape room, but um let's let's talk about what you guys are gonna do. Okay,
0: so something that me and Justice planned that Brock is going to join us is You know he
1: thought that I was coming.
0: I still think you should come. He just but- assumed
1: and I was like absolutely fucking not. I would rather jump out of an airplane or jump off a building. We are
0: swimming with sharks, like, cageless. Like, we are just going into the open ocean and swimming with sharks. I mean, I do understand if you're like, oh, like, if something happens to one of Summer's parents, I don't want it to happen to both of us. But if you're willing to go skydiving, I guess it has nothing to do with Summer. Here's
1: the thing. (laughs) I wouldn't actually skydive now that I'm a mom. That's one of the things that was on my, like, life bucket list that I wished I already did because I said I know when I have kids one day I'm not gonna do that. I would still Probably jump off a building because you're like attached to it and like you like rappel down. Yeah. And I've jumped off buildings several times. <laughs> so I would probably still do that. But I'm like, honey, literally, I would rather jump off a building, jump off a bridge, jump out of something. Cause I would rather skydive than swim with sharks. But you I, know I just. How all sharks are bad. You're giving them a really bad like reputation. I. <sighs> I just I don't want to swim with them. I I also am like claustrophobic underwater really bad. Like the I first think need to find a new word for that because I don't think claustrophobic is the right. word. I feel trapped like in a confined small space, even in a large open ocean. Like I feel like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. It's just like everything it's like crazy. the walls closing in on me. There's like, no walls. <laughs> I know, but that's what I feel like how you feel when you're claustrophobic. That's how I feel underwater. Yeah, I don't I'm know how to describe it. And I'm not, but I know, like, if I'm stuffed, not even necessarily, like, mom's really afraid of elevators, and I think she's, like, instilled that a little bit on me, mm-hmm. and uh, elevators don't really bother me, but when I'm crammed in a group of people, whether it is in an elevator at a concert, and there's just, like, a ton of people, and I'm like, oh, this is just, like, too much, like, mm-hmm. I just, it's, like, claustrophobic, so I know when I'm underwater... It's like that feeling on steroids. Yeah. And the first time I went snorkeling, I just had to stay above the water. And I was like, (gasps) like, okay, it's too much. You just don't like water. No, I I don't. I did as a kid. And then I think when I, like, had a really bad surfing experience and I got taken out by a wave and went under and felt like I, as much as I am a good, I'm a decent swimmer, I felt like I was going to drown. I, like, hit... I don't know what part of my body it was on some coral, and it was terrifying. And ever since then, and then there was another time before that actually that I got thrown off a sea dew and flew, I don't know how many feet, I don't know, hundreds, I have oh, no idea. Are you sure? That's a lot. It was That's a lot of feet. Okay, it was really far. <laughs> it wasn't like 10 feet, it was maybe say 50. Okay. But I was on it with Uncle Marty and one of my girlfriends, and I was driving, and I was like, yeah, big wave. I'm like, I don't know, 13, 14, maybe. Were you plugged in? What do you mean plugged like, in? Like,
0: you know how you attach it. So obviously, if you fall off, it oh, stops
1: going. Um, Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm driving it. I go as fast as I can, hit a big wave, and it just, like, crashed. We all go flying off so far. I remember I had just started wearing contacts, and, like, my eye was bleeding. Oh my And God. my contact came out. So I'm half blind. Yeah. I'm, like, I can't see. There was, like, a boat that, like, came and, like, had to, like, rescue wow. us. Thankfully, I had, like, a life jacket, but yeah. I swear. It felt like 100 feet. I don't know. It was really far. But so those two water experiences, like, now when I'm on a do, I'm, like, okay, just go over the wave, yeah. like, slow, and I'm a little scared of it, but, um... Yeah, that first time snorkeling, it was like I really had to talk to myself and just be like, you are okay, you are above water, you are not going to drown, yeah. you can breathe. And it was like, I just was like swimming on the surface, and I'm like, like, oh, like not cool. having fun. There's there's a turtle, like... <laughs> And I did it again. I think I've done it with like every guy I've dated. They <laughs> want to go snorkeling in Hawaii, and as we all know, I like to take my men to So <laughs> I have done it. I think now three times. You're just done with and it, and I'm I'm just good. So yeah. I don't know why I would want to swim with sharks. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, if there's any
0: way that you would waver your opinion, you're way more likely to die in like a car accident. Oh, and I you know go that. I a know car every it's day. not even
1: that I'm afraid of dying or getting eaten by a shark because you just these don't are feel like, that claustrophobic like feeling. Reef sharks or yeah. I think nurse sharks. Um, I don't know what the difference with any kind of shark is. A shark's a shark. They
0: eat like fish and like krill. Okay. They're like whales. Gotcha.
1: But um it's just more of the underwater aspect. And I didn't even realize that it's more like you're snorkeling with sharks. Yeah. I thought like deep diving, like scuba. No, yeah,
0: we're not that scuba I'm diving. like, I'm not doing that. It's just like free diving. So it's like I'm sure Justice and Brock will like swim down like ten. And I can't feet. even do that. Yeah. Like
1: I end up sucking in the water instead of blowing out and I'm <laughs> terrible at it
0: yeah no water's not for you
1: no it's one of those things that gives me anxiety yeah so speaking of anxiety like tell them how we were talking about this at dinner the other night and that's how it got brought up exactly but before we get into that i'm just gonna take a little break We spend one third of our lives in bed. So pure organic cotton sheets from and Branch make a truly special gift. And it doesn't just have to be a Christmas gift for the holidays. You know, it can be a birthday gift, anniversary gift, a just because gift. They make the highest quality sheets by doing things the right way, not the easy way. The gift everyone wants is a better night's sleep. And Bullen Branch never disappoints with the highest quality sheets, blankets, pillows, and throats. Plus, their holiday packaging makes your gift look and feel special. So I have these sheets in now all three of my houses. They are so comfortable. They're so soft. You can get them in a wide variety of colors. Any size of bed you need, they have you covered. I know I've said this before, Brock is a hot sleeper, I'm a cold sleeper, and in all three of our beds, these sheets work just perfectly. You know when there's like those things that in your everyday life that are really important and you don't wanna like cut corners on them and like with having the baby, we don't always get the best night's sleep, but being in a big bed with soft sheets, I think it just helps us get a better night's rest. And I miss that. They make the softest organic sheets on the market and the thing that I love is they get better with every wash. And let me tell you, when summer likes to spit up in bed, we have to wash them quite often and they just keep getting softer. They are the best. And it's not just their sheets that are made the right way. Their pillows, bath towels, and robes are too. Treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard in bedding from Bowl & Branch. Their gifts come holiday wrapped, ready in their special holiday packaging. Order by 12 19 for guaranteed delivery by Christmas Best deals of the year going on now from 1216 to 1223 with promo code Shay at bullandbranch.com. That's B O L L and branch.com. Promo code Shay. Exclusions may apply. Okay, so yeah, the other night at dinner, we got into a really interesting conversation, and I was like, wait, I think we need to podcast about that, about anxiety compartmentalizing, there's a lot that I want to get into about that, but how did it get... Brought up. I think I was talking to your
0: friend Ryan, who was yeah. at dinner with us, and I would think I was teaching him some like different tactics and things that I do to like help with intrusive thoughts. And Oh, we were talking about OCD. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of how it got brought up. So um, I, by no means, am any expert on anxiety, but, but I it's feel what like it works for you. Yeah. I've had anxiety for probably like 10 years. I feel like as long as I can remember, really. Mm-hmm. And these are just like different things that I've learned are ways to like cope with it and not treat it necessarily but definitely ways to like cope with it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, we were talking about OCD and I've definitely had OCD since I was so young. I'm sure you remember. Like yeah. mom would tell me that like my obsessive compulsions were so bad when I was younger that I would wash my hands like obsessively to the point where my hands would like crack and bleed. I don't wow. know why I don't remember that, but she remembers that. So, I feel like
1: maybe I do remember that.
0: Yeah, so I've noticed now yeah. I think I don't have the OCD, like, compulsions anymore. I have more of just the obsessive thoughts, which kind of, like, turns into anxiety. Mm -hmm. So when you, me, and Ryan were talking about obsessive thoughts, I was like, oh, there's a couple things I do when I have super obsessive thoughts. And one thing I've really taught myself to do is compartmentalization. And what works for me is that I literally take that subject, that topic, that, that obsessive thought, that worry, whatever it is that's on my mind, and sometimes it's as simple as, like, just something that's obsessive, like, this could work for, like, a song that's stuck in your head, and I imagine literally, like, taking this topic, whatever, Mm -hmm. and I picture, like, squeezing it into, like, a small space, and I put it in a box. I think of a jewelry box, not, like, a cardboard box, but that's just what it looks like in my mind, (laughs) and I close the jewelry box, and then I literally swallow. Like, I literally physically swallow, and I imagine the box like, going down inside of me, and I've gotten so good at this tactic that I will forget what I just forgot about. Like, it doesn't even wow. come back. And this is something that I've worked on for years, and I'm sure therapists and professionals can teach <laughs> you better ways to do this, but that's my method. So I put things in the box, I close the box, and I literally solve the box. And that's one way that I've literally been able to forget about things for days to weeks at a time.
1: So how old were you, would you say, when like, the OCD started?
0: I think I had OCD throughout my entire childhood Mm -hmm. and then I think as I went into like middle and high school that kind of turned more into like anxiety where I was actually like experiencing anxiety attacks and not knowing what they were and like I always just thought I was worried and people would call me like a worry wart and I didn't understand that this was actually something that like is a valid thing that I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. Like I remember my heart would my heart would race like and I would feel so nauseous and like dizzy all of a sudden and I didn't know what was physically making me feel this way because like I feel like anxiety wasn't something that was taught in school or anything no. like everything I've learned about it and everything I've learned about mental health as a whole is stuff that I've learned from social media and doing my own research mm-hmm. so I remember I remember one of my first anxiety attacks actually I was like Outside of this radio station, about to meet a band that I liked. And I remember almost throwing up on the sidewalk, and I didn't understand how I felt so sick so suddenly. Yeah. And then that's when I realized I was like, oh my God, this is anxiety. Like I was just anxious. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's like, obviously, to a specific scenario, but I get random anxiety all the time about nothing. Like, literally. Like your
1: food anxiety. Yeah, I also have food anxiety.
0: I have so many problems, but um, yeah, similar to my food anxiety. So I've had that since I was a child, too. So a little backstory on that was... When I was younger, I never really got, like, I would never throw up or anything, so there was one specific time when I was in elementary school that I did throw up. I had a little stomach virus, and it scared me so much, probably, like, summer latching onto your boob. It scared me so much that I was scared to eat again, Mm -hmm. and I didn't eat for, like, an entire year, and I guess, like... It's kind of an eating disorder, but it wasn't about the food. It was that I was scared if I ate, I will throw up. And I was scared to throw up. So it would get better and it would get worse. And this is something that I'm still kind of working through. I'll be at a restaurant. I noticed over the past few years, it mainly only happens when I'm out to eat. If I'm just at home or at your apartment or somewhere that I'm comfortable, I don't really get this food anxiety. But if I'm out at a restaurant and if I'm just uncomfortable in any way, sometimes I might not even notice that I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. There's just, it's a new scenario. Maybe I'm not with people I'm super comfortable with. Suddenly I'll look down at my food or I'll even just get a whiff of it. And it, it brings me back. And I just feel as anxious as I did. Like I can't eat this food. Like I'm going to, this food's going to make me sick. And then I kind of just start spiraling Mm -hmm. where I'm just like making it worse. Like all of a sudden I can't stop. I like try to like get my mind off of it and think about anything else. And my mind can only think about food. Like I literally can't think of anything else in the world. So, that's something I've had to work through, which i used the box method. Normally what I do is I just remove the food from the table. I walk away. I have to just remove myself from it. I box the idea of food. I start thinking about something else. And then since the scent is something that would also trigger me, I started keeping an essential oil roller oh, in smart. my purse. Yeah. So I can change like my entire environment that I'm in. I no longer smell the food. I no longer see the food. And I'm no longer thinking about the food. Mm-hmm. And that's something that was like, just completely removing myself temporarily until I can like catch my breath, like get my physical health like back to not thinking about it and not feeling that way anymore. That's something that I've really worked on. I feel like for the past like five or so years yeah. that before like I had no idea how to fix it, and I think this is something that I had to figure out for myself and kind of go through that because I don't think anyone could have told me what would fix that feeling that I was feeling.
1: So you said you've learned a lot from like social media. Is that where you got this idea of the box? Yes.
0: I don't remember where specifically. I just remember I read someone said that compartmentalization is something that could really help with this. And from there, I just started watching YouTube videos, Googling it and kind of learned a lot from there. And then I was talking to my friend Rocky about it too. So when she was going through a breakup, she had a similar tactic that she used to kind of help with these like intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. So what she taught me to do was, she was really sad about her breakup, so she said, I'm only allowed to think about it twice a day. So she gave herself 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. And those were the two times a day she was allowed to be sad and like mope and think about her breakup. But she was like, if I looked at the clock, I'm like, oh, right now it's 3.04. It already passed 11 a.m. So mm-hmm. she can't think about it right now. She's like, I have to wait until 7 p.m. and if 7 p.m. comes around and she passes it again she has to wait until tomorrow and gotcha. it gets to the point where you don't I mean I don't know if this is healthy actually like <laughs> maybe like there are certain things Like I feel like there you can you do
1: whatever works for you you
0: can't obsess with uh, obsess over something all the time like right. I think it's good and healthy to like leave yourself times on the calendar that, like I'm allowed to be sad about this for this amount of time mm-hmm. but you know if tomorrow comes around and it's 11 a.m. and I I caught the time I'm like okay I'm gonna I'm allowed to think about this I'm allowed to be sad about it but then it's like okay your 30 minutes is over like time to move on get your mind off of it because otherwise I feel like you are going or at least for me personally you are going to like obsess over that thought and it's never going to leave your brain
1: where were these tactics when I was going through my divorce and breakups
0: Yeah, I guess you were talking to the wrong friends right but I use that tactic for a lot of different things and I was actually just talking to mom about this because our mom has a tooth surgery Mm -hmm. next month and and she's so stressed out about it and we've just been trying to tell her like you need to just enjoy Hawaii and not think about it after. And I was like, "Mom, literally put it on your calendar that you're allowed to worry about it as of January 1st." Yeah. Like for the rest of the year, there's no point of wasting these next 2 weeks worrying about it when you have next month to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So, that's just another thing that I do is just kind of like scheduling when you're allowed to worry about things or just when you, you know, like yeah. you get an anxious email on a Friday afternoon, like literally don't worry about it until Monday. So I will put on my calendar like Monday morning, 8am. Like I'm allowed to start worrying about this <laughs> again. Don't know if this is healthy or if your therapist probably tells you guys to do the exact opposite. But this or is whatever. What works for you. But yeah, these are all little things that I've just learned from social media that really work for me. Like yeah. postponing, worrying, picking times to think about mm-hmm. things and yeah, literally just compartmentalizing those thoughts
1: see I feel like I worry all of the time and I'm like about what is this you know because like do I get this from mom like about I mean everything like I worry (laughs) about summer every day I think that's natural but that I feel like Like comes with being a parent yeah it's just so many things like even like Last night, I mean, she just has not been sleeping well. And I was just like, you know, like, I don't think I even want to have another baby. And Brock's like, wait, what? What do you mean? And I'm like, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm just so afraid of getting pregnant again, having a miscarriage. I'm afraid of getting all of that genetic testing done again. I'm afraid of being pregnant and having a stillborn i'm like afraid of being pregnant and getting help syndrome again i'm not like afraid like he's like why do you think you're gonna die and i was like it's not that i'm afraid to get pregnant because i think i'm going to die i do not think i'm going to die i think if i were to get diagnosed with help syndrome again that my doctors would recognize it earlier know the signs and symptoms and all of that and i think they would treat it And be okay. But then I'm afraid of having an emergency C-section because my blood pressure is too high. Like, all of these things that I'm just, like, afraid of. And then having a newborn again. And then you got to worry about SIDS. And then, like, holding their head up and just all of these things. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this again. So you're
0: just worried about anything that could go wrong, it sounds like. Absolutely. But it's
1: like, is that normal? Like Definitely. I feel like that's all, like, completely,
0: like, valid things to worry about. But it's not something that you should, like actively like manifest either. No,
1: and I I don't and that's why I think every time I think like a negative thought like that, I'm like that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you're crazy. Like don't think that. Like when I had the dream that her head fell off. Oh, you I didn't know, tell me about oh, that. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, it was terrifying. <laughs> literally I'm like eight, nine months pregnant and I was holding her and all of a sudden like I wasn't supporting her head and her head just fell off.
0: Like it was like clean, like was there blood? Totally,
1: (laughs) blood, but I picked it up, I put it back on and then like she was fine. Okay, And I woke up (laughs) terrified, but I was like, oh my God, oh my God, like I just was so afraid of that. And I'm like, I think there are a lot of normal fears with being a parent. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, you get past Sid's age and all of these things. And then I just hear recently- One of our friends who's a nanny says that the woman she nannies for, they lost their toddler to SIDS, like, almost two years old. And I'm like, oh, so you still do have to worry about it. It's not just two to four months. And then if it's not that, you have to worry about them choking, getting kidnapped. Like, it's always fucking something. And I'm like, do I want to have to worry about this with also another kid? But I want Summer to have a sibling. But, like, she has two siblings. They're just in Australia. But, like, she's not growing up with them. And... I don't know. You could always adopt, and that's one of the things that I was just talking about. I'm like, I mean, you still have to worry
0: probably about like Sids and their head falling off and things like that. Totally. I'm (laughs) like,
1: or we just adopt like a one year old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know because I do. That is something that Brock and I have talked about. We've talked about having another biological, but also adopting if we want to have three, and also a surrogate. You know, so like I don't have to be pregnant and worry about just those things, Mm -hmm. which I think would make my anxiety and stress less. But, I do feel like since being with Brock, my anxiety has gotten so much better. Like, I was medicated for so long, like I think like six years.
0: Why do you think it's gotten better? Like, do you think he ha- he does certain things that just like help with your anxiety or totally. like is it his energy? Like what is
1: it? I think it's both. I think he has a different positive. I mean, I don't think I'm a negative person, <sighs> but sometimes, but he has just like a very positive perspective. Of everything, like when I was really sad about her not latching the other day, I'm like, Can you just say, I'm so sorry that that's <laughs> happening? And like, I understand, like, this is hard for you. And he's like, No, she's growing up. And he's like, And just think of it now that like, now you don't have to wean her off, she's weaning herself off. Like, see the positive in it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I do see the positive in it yeah. but I just need you to acknowledge my feelings I am still sad <laughs> yeah. and he was you very just sweet to be yeah just validate me you know and he did but there are just so many things like that where he's just like honey look at the brighter side of things you know like don't look at the negative like oh now you're losing this like I said I'm so fortunate I had this for almost eight months with her
0: yeah yeah, I was going to say, I think it's really important for your partner to, like, understand your anxiety and, like, the mm-hmm. right ways to respond to it. Because so I was going to say, right when I first started dating justice, like, this is when my food anxiety was a lot more, like, common. And this would happen a lot more often. Before he would just have to go away. I was like, I literally can't be around anyone. I can't hear anything. Like I don't want anyone to talk to. And now it's gotten to the point where it's like, this is like something that he's seen me experience so Mm -hmm. many times that he can talk me through it and out of it. And it's like, that's like so important to me that I'm like, he doesn't just like, like he doesn't not know how to help at this point. Like he's seen it so many times that he's like, he knows the right things to do and say that would help me get through this quicker. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really like, I feel like that's good for Brock too. It's like, these might not be the right things you want to hear. Like, maybe you just want to be validated. Which I do. But he says the right things that and actually do end up helping you. I know.
1: And it's frustrating that, like, he's right so much. <laughs> I appreciate it, but it's also But he's also sometimes wrong. Sometimes. <laughs> he is sometimes wrong. But, like, even... Years ago, I mean, up until honestly, like a few months before I got pregnant in 2020, I would smoke weed almost every day. That was like my crutch. If I had to be put in an uncomfortable situation with certain friends I wasn't getting along with, I would just hit my vape pen right before. And it was like, I would just get high to cope with how I was feeling because I didn't want to feel. I would just like want to mask that feeling. And uh, when I started dating Brock, I mean, he knew that I smoked weed and it was- was never like he was like oh you have a problem but when I started to realize that that was how I was dealing with anxiety and things and I'm like okay this isn't good and Uh I had to quit smoking weed when I froze my eggs. So I already knew like I can totally do it and I was fine. But then after I froze my eggs, I'm like, Ooh, now I can smoke weed again. And then when I wasn't even trying to get pregnant, but I was going to freeze my eggs for the third time, I started to cleanse again and stopped smoking weed. And now, you know, like since I got pregnant once, twice and baby breastfeeding, it's like, now I, I don't even remember what that was like yeah like now the thought of it gives me anxiety Mm -hmm. because I'm like no now I have a baby to take care for like I can't be high I can't do this and so I feel like I've just found different ways like I started meditating Mm -hmm. when him and I started dating
0: yeah healthy habits You replaced them with healthy habits.
1: Yeah, like when I went through the miscarriage, I'm like, yeah, I could open a bottle of wine and smoke some weed right now to just not feel anything. But I'm like, that's not going to help me. Like I need to deal with what's actually happening. And I found a couple different meditations and just sat in a shower and cried for hours and was really (laughs) sad, but... I didn't go to any old habit.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of like with my anxiety too. It's like there are probably so many other things that I could do. But luckily I found those couple things that I talked about that work for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and this is all stuff that I literally only need my brain for. It's something that I'm able to do on my own, you know, with the help of maybe justice or maybe some essential oil. But it's like, it feels good knowing that like I can like cure myself on my own. You know, it's a really good feeling. Yeah.
1: Another good feeling is Hawaii coming Mm -hmm. up. So let's run through our itinerary.
0: Okay. What else
1: do we have on the sketch? Because I am not. Shark diving. Okay, so
0: there's still a lot of room to fill in, which I have a separate list for uh-huh. with things to, like, add in. Okay. But we land Tuesday. Um, I was thinking this day is the day to hang at the hotel. You yeah. Know, we paid enough money to be at this hotel. Absolutely. We should definitely appreciate the resort a little bit. Yes. Wednesday, that's when me, Brock, and Justice are swimming with sharks.
1: Yeah, I'll and, be at the hotel.
0: And then in the <laughs> evening at sunset, we're shooting with a photographer and taking some family pics. hmm So that was that awesome photographer you shot with at the baby moon, right? Yes.
1: With the waterfalls. Oh my God, he was so good. I'm so (laughs) excited now that like she's not in my belly. Like, I no, I'm not hiking to those waterfalls again, especially with the baby. I was going to say, we should recreate one of those photos like with her instead of my belly. But that's a lot.
0: Uh, but, I mean, you did it pregnant.
1: Yeah, pregnant, but not carrying her. Like, yeah. I also...
0: I feel like pregnant would be more dangerous.
1: Maybe. I think I did trip a couple times. I didn't, like, <laughs> fall, but, yeah.
0: Okay, and then Thursday, we're um, going ATVing at Kualoa Ranch. Yes, I am so it's excited so for that. so beautiful there. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. And then Friday is a little bit of an off day. So, I was thinking that day, me and Justice might go, like, find a cool hike, maybe cliff jumping, like, explore a little bit. So, I'm maybe you guys that. could hang at the hotel. And then we have the luau at 5
1: p.m. Yes. Luau's are so expensive. It's so stupid. Like, why are they that much money? I know, but it's such a good show. We'll be vlogging the whole time. It's good for the vlog. But yeah, cliff jumping, that's another thing that I'm like... Mm-mm. So you'll jump off a building, but not. Yeah, because a cliff. I'm attached to okay. something.
0: You just need to be attached. But
1: when I jump off a cliff, what am I jumping into?
0: What? Water. Uh, the waters. <laughs> in. Um, Saturday we're going to the North Shore, which yes. I'm really excited about. So we can maybe go to like Turtle Bay. Um, there's this place called Sharks Cove.
1: I don't know if you'll be down for that, but I want to go there. Okay. I want to go to Sunrise Shack. It's cute. That's where I have a photo in front of there. That's where we so went, cute. like every morning on our baby moon. I love that place.
0: And then Sunday you guys are going whale watching.
1: Yeah. So we'll have to plan something maybe that morning too. This is going to be fun. Yeah. I'm and really if you excited. guys are following along on YouTube or Patreon, we will be vlogging everything. I'm excited to see Summer get excited
0: about these I things know. for the first time. Like first time on a plane, like Ooh, her first real yeah. time in the ocean because I don't really think the bay in San Diego like really counts. No,
1: not at all. Yeah. Like this will be her first time in An ocean. She's going to be so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. And then, like, does Mickey Mouse, like, walk around? Like, what are the vibes? They do have characters there. I think we, like, it's at certain times. And I think during those certain times, like, we missed it. Mm -hmm. But I know they do have, like, characters there. Are they dressed in Hawaiian
0: shirts? I really hope so. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they'll be in, like, a little, like, Christmas Santa, like, Yeah, or something
1: that would be cute, like Um, a
0: Hawaiian Christmas shirt. Yeah, you know the vibes.
1: I can't wait. We're gonna see how Summer does on her first flight. So I had my mom make these bags. I saw on Instagram where it's a little note that says, "Like, hi, my name's Summer. I'm seven months old. This is my first flight. You know, I'll try to be on my best behavior, but my ears might hurt. I might lose my cool. Blah blah blah." There was one where it said, "Like." I might be good. I might be bad. Sorry if I make you mad or something. (laughs) So we have cute little notes with like snacks and earplugs and hand sanitizer. I'm
0: not even, me and Justice aren't even on your flight. No, you're not. So if she's bad, we'll be sleeping away on Hawaiian Airlines. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we're in the first class area of the Delta flight, it's not like the mint, like the pods or anything. It's just like a smaller area with the bigger chairs. But um, we've made uh, bags for everyone. So. I feel
0: like she won't be the only baby on the flight. I feel like this is a really popular time to go to Hawaii. I'm sure there's a lot of families traveling there right now. Yeah. So maybe there'll be, like, another screaming child, and it will quiet her. I sounds. mean, she is a good
1: baby, you yeah. know? so uh, I, I I'm feel just like worried on the
0: time of day. Like, you said you might have to wake her up to go to the airport, and it's mm-hmm. going to throw off her nap time. Uh-huh. And At least there's four of you to yeah, pass her well, around to, right? Yeah. Um,
1: I'll let you guys know how it goes. (laughs) Let's do some questions. Okay, cool. All right. G underscore R Winter wants to know, does your sister work for you now, and what is her role?
0: Yeah, so for the past couple months, I have been working full-time for Sheena. Yeah, and it's the best. It's, yeah, it's fun. So I've been helping her with content, literally, like, everything. Just, like, day-to-day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, tell them about,
1: like, your shoot today. Oh, yeah. So we have three new items coming out In my Bella Boss collection, we have this gorgeous red velvet dress that's, like, perfect for the holidays or New Year's Eve. We have the London Fuzzy Set that is currently in green, also in pink, and then the Summer Moon, which is pink and white currently, also in, like, a sky blue. So we just went downstairs and shot those photos earlier today. Those are all available now, so go to BellaBossLA.com and shop those new looks. They're such great quality, Mm -hmm. super cute clothes we were talking about maybe doing another collection next year so stay tuned love for that it. yeah everything's
0: such great quality
1: yeah but yeah
0: circling back so I helped with, like I help mm-hmm. with the shoot I helped everything with the Bella she does Boss my collab hair I, I do my love hair. doing hair <laughs> and then just in general around like if you and Brock were podcasting I don't mind ever taking the baby we d- I just help with everything and it's a lot of fun yeah
1: it's been such a blessing so yeah she's with me Natalie Louise Griffiths wants to know what you do for a living, we just answered that, but also, do you love being an auntie and do you hope to have children one day?
0: I absolutely love being an auntie, but this does not give me any baby fever. Like summer is definitely in in close enough proximity that it's like I have a baby whenever I want to. I don't need my own anytime soon. But I mean, me and Justice have been together now for almost five years. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't happen within the next six at least. Yeah. But I think him and I are really serious about adopting in the future. Like I I, I feel really strongly about abortion, and I really think we need to like make a dip and fix the foster system before we tackle other issues so I would love to feel like I made a difference Mm -hmm. and adopted someone who maybe wouldn't have gotten out of the system and aged out so I even think it'd be cool to adopt an older child yeah because everyone adopts babies and I think that'd be really cool I just like I feel like that would make me feel like I'm making a difference but we're not against biological children like down the line I think we would want that but I also really would want to adopt
1: yeah See, yeah. I was the same way with like the baby fever. Like, even mm-hmm. people were like, oh my God, are you ready for like baby number two? And like, if I see an infant, I'm like, no, like, yeah. I don't have that baby fever. I
0: have like puppy fever more than I have baby fever.
1: Yeah, I just, summer is just so perfect. Mm-hmm that it, it almost makes me just not ever want another because I'm like, she's everything I've ever yeah. wanted. I'm good. But I want her to have a sibling.
0: Yeah. Because
1: we both think- grew up as, like, only children. And now we're super close, but... I think just give her one, you know? Yeah, yeah but
0: yeah yeah (laughs) I was gonna say something else but I I forgot forgot.
1: (laughs) um Natalie also asked what made Justice open up a coffee house in Vegas are you helping him or is this just him on his own
0: oh well thank you for asking Mm -hmm. um yeah this is something he's always really wanted to do he's very very creative he loves coffee and I feel like he really needed like an outlet of something to do on his own like I think with his like working style like yes he edits your vlogs but I think he works best being his own boss yeah because he's really self-critical and like this is it's like the perfect lineup. Like there's so many different aspects of it that I yeah. think is perfect for him. So it did start about two years ago where he wanted to do a food truck. So that's what Better Days oh, was going to do I didn't a food truck. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll go back a little further. Why not? So his first job ever was at an acai shop in Vegas. And okay. And it was called Bolology. He became really good friends with the owner. The owner ended up, like, making it a franchise, having, like, 10-plus locations here in Southern California and in Vegas, and he ended up selling it. But Justice ended up just becoming really good friends with this guy, you know, being one of his first employees. Mm-hmm. So when Justice you know, it was going to be a food truck. We started looking at food trucks to buy, but the permits in, like, Newport Beach and the surrounding Orange County area was very, very difficult. We couldn't, like, we didn't even know we were gonna be able to park it. Like, so it kind of transformed. We were like, oh, maybe this should be an actual location. Luckily, with his dad being in commercial real estate, he found an awesome location, brand new, that it kind of all fell into place, and then Justice asked his old boss, being like, hey, like, I was really inspired by you, working with like, working for you. I want to do this, too. And his old boss was like, Like so on board and he's been helping him with a ton of stuff because justice as a first time coffee slash acai shop owner like he doesn't know all the logistics of things he's just really been working on the creative and that part is easy like the design and the creative like he could do that like the back of his hand so yeah I wouldn't say this is something he's always wanted to do but I think a lot of his interest aligned with this idea and we should be opening December 27th. Oh my gosh! Um, a little I'm soft excited. opening. We're not yeah. gonna like crazy announce it yet. Yeah, this is for your guys' ears only. And then by end of January, I think we're gonna officially launch to a giant party. But. We got to give him a month to like get it together. (laughs) Definitely. You know, work out all the kinks. Yeah. But yeah, so I've been helping him mainly not really with the physical stuff. I did paint one day and there's video of it. Mm -hmm. So there's proof of that. But I've been helping a lot with the branding and like the social media part of it and just like coming up with stickers and the logo and the quotes and that part's all been a lot of fun for me. Yeah
1: love that yeah i
0: just created a sticker for him yesterday and it says iced coffee tastes better when you're late for work Ooh. and it's stuff like that we want everything to That's be instagramable you totally. know and vegas needs that and i think it's honestly going to thrive better there than it would here in la or orange county because it's so oversaturated
1: yeah, definitely well i'm so excited for the opening Me i can't too. wait just even seeing like on snapchat and stuff just the little progress that he makes every day it's so exciting And I've been taste
0: testing and oof every syrup is made in house
1: well you're You're like a matcha connoisseur. Yes. Everything's so good. You're a good taste tester. (laughs) Shelby Dawn Alters wants to know, does your sister like or dislike that you're a celeb? I don't think I'm a celeb, but public figure, let's just say. (laughs) And do you give her free promos you get? yes (laughs) (laughs)
0: I do like it but I benefit from it I was gonna say I always tell people this story I was at a new school in middle school like I knew one person there and since that was the year that you were on the Jonas Brothers Disney show it made me cool and it gave me friends and I feel like that was a confidence boost I needed and since then you know I've just always had that kind of confident girl persona (laughs) but it like gave me the confidence I needed to like go into this new school and I think just since then like I've always thought it was cool i don't see social media as a bad thing whatsoever Mm -hmm. like yeah there's its ups and downs with your show but i always see social media as a positive platform totally um when if you look at the good in it so i've always thought it was cool
1: definitely rosie claire how do you feel about caring summer for nine months for her to be her daddy's twin who do you think she looks like
0: well, I've said it from the beginning. I I see Brock. I see a lot of Brock in her. But I also see you in her. Why don't I see it? I don't know. I think <laughs> you're in denial. But like mom always says, for example, I only see Sheena because Summer looks like what Sheena looked like when she was younger. I did. I didn't totally. know you as
1: a baby. So it's not my fault. I didn't know me as a baby. <laughs> I just know the photos. And then I see her and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's me. But I don't it's know. So I weird. think certain
0: faces that she makes, she looks just like Brock. Hmm. But...
1: I want to do a poll. I think
0: Brock has strong genes, we've said.
1: He does. Nocturnal 1306. Does your dad speak Dutch? I like that he is called Opa. He does, but he doesn't speak it enough because he has no one to speak it with. Yeah. So
0: (laughs) he was like really, really fluent, obviously. But now since he only speaks Dutch like once every six months on the phone, because a lot of our Dutch relatives speak English. There's just no really reason for it anymore. He speaks, you know, there's like Spanglish, which is Spanish and English. He speaks like Dutchlish. Like, it's like <laughs> half Dutch words, half English words. Right. So when he does speak Dutch, it's still like, are you sure that's Dutch? You're throwing in an English word every like five words. Yeah. <laughs> but he can. He could probably if he brushed up on
1: it. Mm-hmm. But who would he talk to? Um actually one of Brock's friends, oh, Jan, really? is Dutch. Yeah, like, but he his probably name speaks like, English jam. too. Oh, perfect English. <laughs> like I had no idea he was Dutch and then yeah, yeah he was like Because they teach some stuff English so like, young there.
0: So it's like literally all of our cousins and like aunts and uncles, they all speak such great English that they're just like is Dutch a dying language? Yeah,
1: I think it's funny too. I heard you on the phone the other day with one of your friends how a lot of your friends don't know your last name. Mm-hmm. Like you have a Dutch last name yeah. and people don't know it. Yeah,
0: because on social media I'm corny Aaron, so sometimes I'll mess with friends. And I'll be like, oh, wait, do you know my middle name? And then they're like, yeah. And then they're like, wait. And they think Hold really on. hard. And then I'm like, Aaron. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, so what's your last name? Yeah. <laughs> and they never know. Yeah. Or they get it wrong. It's Van Olfen. Or okay. Van Olsen or Van Orphan. Like, come on. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> come on.
1: Well, thank you for being here. We have a lot of packing to do. I know. I haven't started. We are off to Hawaii. I will not be doing a new episode next week. We're going to take that week off to vacay in Hawaii and spend Christmas with the fam. But I will be back the week after that and do a New Year's episode. And, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Of course. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Sheena Shea. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week
0: on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine.